0: guess what? I'm giving away the self-reflection journal for free. All you have to do is sign up for my email list at secludedthoughts.com newsletter and I will send it over to you. But that's not all. I told y'all before that I'm looking for ways to create a community for us so we can talk more than just once a week every Sunday. So that's what the email list is for. I will share personal behind the scenes of my life as I become the best version of myself. And I will also send you exclusive tips and advice to help you do the same. And you will also be the first to know of any surprises and announcements that I have coming up for the show. And in case you don't know, the Self-Reflection Journal has over 60 journaling prompts for self-reflection and self-discovery that will help you learn more about your fears, the impact of your childhood, your limiting beliefs, your values, what's important to you, what areas of your life need improving, and so much more. So once again, if you are interested go to secludedthoughts.com newsletter. I will also leave the link in the description. Now back to the episode.
1: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership,
0: I have seen people who have high cholesterol, high blood pressure and all of these things eating steak dinners on the weekends, every weekend celebrating. Every time you celebrate, you eat eating steak and then you posting your high blood medication on, on Instagram. you posting the fact that you hooked up to IVs or you're clearly in a hospital or a medical room. Because of your high blood pressure or your diabetes or something, you know, posting that stuff on Instagram so people can ask you what's wrong. And then this weekend, you'll be back out eating the same stuff that landed you in the hospital. How does that make sense? How does that make sense? If you know, if, if you go get your physical and they do all those blood tests on you and they're like, oh, your blood sugar is very high or whatever, you need to watch your sugar intake. I do not want to see you posting some damn Rice Krispies on your Instagram story or some sugar and whatnot or whatnot, because Valentine's Day is coming up. I do not want to see you posting no damn chocolate on social media if you know your blood sugar is high. Like, take yourself seriously. Cut the sugar out for a period of time to at least give yourself to try to regulate your blood sugar, you know? Like, guess there's a bunch of other medical stuff involved here, but... If you are consuming foods that directly have a negative impact on your health, on health issues that you know you have, that is what I am talking about. I am calling you out. You need to take accountability. You need to watch what you put in your body. What worked for me and what I do now is I aim to have at least 80% 80 to 90% of everything I consume has to be healthy and the other 10 to 20% mind your business like I see people posting all these body transformations on TikTok but it's like this was me before and then the after looks absolutely amazing and they're like 13 months later sweetheart I'm sorry, but I need this overnight. I need these type of results within 24 hours. And I also need the accountability of a group and an instructor because I have tried stretching and yoga in my apartment. And when they say rest for three seconds, my rest turns into the rest of the day because I have had enough. I've had enough. I'm done i'm done and there's nobody there to hold me accountable because you can like those instructors you can talk to the screen and be like oh come on just one more but guess what when i turn the tv off i can't hear you that's the end of that conversation Hello and welcome back to another episode of the show. I'm your host Sensi and on this podcast we talk about taking accountability of your life to become the best version of yourself. Today's topic is going to be a little different because it's not going to be so much about the mindset stuff like You know, we've been working on our minds, we've been working on our souls, our emotions, setting boundaries, spirituality, all of that good stuff. But I'm going to talk about something that doesn't get enough attention, but it is extremely important, and that is your health, your physical health. Now, I have some... um, strong opinions about this and as well as personal experiences and i i don't know if i would say it's radical it's probably not but i'll be sharing them later on in today's episode but yeah we are going to be talking about your physical health our physical health in this episode because working on yourself and referring to your mental health and all of that is great, but your physical health is very important. Your physical body is the vessel that, will, that you are expecting to carry you through all of these situations, that you are expecting to be in good shape and show up for you and take you through all of these moments that you are trying to manifest. So it's very important that we discuss this so we don't take our health for granted, right? because I've realized that when it comes to our health like you don't start to appreciate your health until you wake up and you can only breathe out of one side of your nose or when A vein is literally about to pop in your head from you trying not to hold in a cough because, you know, it has all the mucus and the phlegm and you're in public and you're trying not to make it obvious that you're sick and contagious. We've all been there. You know, you're trying to hold back that cough, that nasty cough because you're in public and it's like you're practically choking. Yeah, that's we we don't we don't appreciate our health until we get in one of those situations, and that's just on the mild side. Some of us, unfortunately, have probably had like chronic illnesses, near death experiences, surgeries, diseases, etc. And I'm telling you, like. We need to start talking about our health. We need to start taking better care of our bodies. Today, we are going to be focusing on accountability in terms of taking care of our physical health because it is not good enough for you to just completely ignore it and then rely on this body to take you through everyday life. It's not fair You can't just keep putting random stuff and nonsense and all of these sugars and unhealthy food in your body and then just acting like, oh, well, you know, I'm young. Nothing is going to happen. I'll change when I get older or, or, or some of y'all are like, oh, you know what? Well, I'm here for a good time, not a long time. Well, let me tell you something. Even in that short time you plan on being here, I highly doubt that you want to suffer through it. I'm 100% sure you would rather be here in that short period of time that you're trying to enjoy your life in good health. I highly doubt you would rather live it in a wheelchair or live it in a hospital bed, live it out in a coma or an ICU. I highly doubt you wanted to get to that point. So let's try to take care of ourselves while we are here, okay? Because your health is one of the worst things you can take for granted. For me personally, I I used to always get the cold ev- or the flu or whatever. Every time it started getting cold, like for winter, even fall sometimes, when it would be like cold or flu season, if somebody around me was sick, I would always get the cold. Like I would just brace myself. I would always get it because my immune system was trash because I was just eating any and everything and the any and everything was nothing healthy. And I didn't realize that my immune system was strong until I realized that I could not recall the last time I got the cold or a flu when I used to get it every single year like at this point in time right now I don't remember the last time I was sick because I have been taking care of myself and when I say taking care of myself I it's not perfect this has been a long process okay this I will I will I will tell y'all all about it it has been a very long process but I say a lot to say something very important on the topic of taking your health for granted. Here's the thing: when you start taking care of yourself and you start nurturing your body, you start being mindful of what you eat. You start taking in things that support a good immune system that boosts your immune system. You don't ness. The reason why we typically tend to take that for granted is because we don't necessarily see like something that's obviously positive when we do those things like for example if you start eating right you change your diet you start taking things like CMOS gel like I do to improve your your immune system you don't necessarily feel amazing or wake up one day and you lost all of the weight that you want to lose or gain all of the weight that you want to gain What happens is your immune system gets stronger, so you get sick less and less. And we start to take that for granted because we just assume it's normal to be healthy. We just assume it's normal to wake up every day and not be sick. Unfortunately, that's not the reality for everybody, right? But because we expect that, because some of us are used to that, we take it for granted. When you start taking care of yourself, you'll be sick less and less. Some of your problems might go away if you don't have any problems like, Me, for example, at one point in my, in my life, you know, that has not always been the case, but ever since I got better and I'll talk about all that later on, but ever since I got better, I noticed that when I did not have those obvious problems and symptoms anymore, I got to a place where I felt like my health was good. And then I started being mindful of what I was eating and I just like, like life was just normal. Like every day was just normal. I had no symptoms, I had no nothing. So I just took that for granted because I thought that's just how it's it was supposed to be. And that's when I realized I was taking it for granted because the the benefits of you taking care of your health is you just not having those health issues. Whereas when you stop taking care of your health, you'll start to get sick. You'll start to have symptoms for different things. And it will be obvious that your diet and your lifestyle is trash. But when you are taking care of your health and you simply don't have these things, it's very easy to take it for granted because you think it's just normal to be healthy. You don't realize that maybe now you don't have any symptoms or anything. I hope that makes sense. You know what? It will make sense in a second when I start talking about my experiences. But today I am holding you accountable for the things you put in your body. Stop treating your body like crap and putting junk in it and then expecting it to carry you through life in good health. That is not realistic. If you had a car and you needed that car to get to work every day to do your job so you can get paid, but you destroyed the windshield wipers or you started sanding your tires every time you were upset or every time you were going through something you took that out on your car how do you expect that car to last long term what do you expect to happen what after you sand your tires and you destroy your windshield wipers and all of that what do you think is going to happen on a rainy day when it's storming and you're on the highway what do you think is going to happen now you can't see because your windshield wipers don't work. You can barely brake. Your car is skidding because you sanded your tires. You see how dangerous that is? You see how the quality of your commute drastically declined and now you are not safe. Your safety is compromised because you were destroying that thing. You didn't take care of the car. That's what some of y'all do to your bodies. And then you just, you're just so in shock when you fall sick one day. You can't keep putting trash into your body. You can't keep consuming alcohol like there's no tomorrow. And then when you start having complications with your liver, other complications that result of a heavy alcohol consumption, you're just so shocked. You cannot keep consuming that trash and then expecting your body to just fight back and you're not even consuming anything good to try to remedy that. I am not perfect in my diet and lifestyle so I'm not here to condemn you on your choices even though it sounds like it but all I am saying is it's time to be more mindful of what you put in your body so let me tell you about a time when I felt sick and like basically what made me start to be more conscious of what I put in my body. And I'll also address the topic of healthy food being more expensive and some of those radical um, thoughts and beliefs I have about health and all of that stuff. So let's get into that, right? When I was, I think, a junior... In college, was it junior year? Yeah, it was junior year in college. I, my lifestyle, my diet, my health was trash. My lifestyle and my diet was trash first, and then my health followed suit. Basically, in terms of my lifestyle, I, you know, I was taking honors classes, I was on the, executive board of an accounting student organization. I was trying to start another student organization. I was doing a lot of stuff and I also worked and I literally was not getting enough sleep, maybe three, four hours a night. I was overworking myself. I was trying to do every and anything and do all of it perfectly. I was really stretching myself thin and I also had my blog at the time that I had just started I think so I was also um starting my business on the side so I was doing the absolute most my social life also suffered I did not spend that much time with my friends my friends were my roommates and my roommates were my friends not all of them but They were, they lived with me, slash, we would hang out in a dorm. We didn't really go out that much, but we would spend time in the dorm and stuff. But it wasn't as often as typically, as it was typically, because I was doing the absolute most, right? And I would be so busy. I like almost every hour of the day, I was doing something, whether it was school or work or my business or extracurricular activities. I had no peace. I had no peace. So I was extremely stressed out and I was not getting enough sleep. So, with all that being said, I also did not have enough time to like cook. Also, I cannot cook. Okay. I am not a chef. I can make a few things really well and I make those things and I sustain myself on that. But definitely in college, number one, I did not have my big girl job money. So I was not living on any diet that I would ever recommend to anybody that I care about. And I did not have the culinary abilities to even try to do anything. And I did not have the time, quite frankly. So my diet was absolutely trash. It was mainly frozen foods like chicken nuggets, pizzas, frozen fries, and a lot of fast food. I used to buy fast food a lot because by the time I came home from work or class, it's like I literally did not have time to make anything. So I would just buy something to eat, and take it home with me. And then I also had the really bad habit of lying down to eat. When I had like maybe an hour of free time, I would probably watch Netflix in bed, lying down, eating, right? So along with that trash diet and that trash lifestyle, I developed acid reflux. Now acid reflux, I've seen all the ads about it. It's like you know it always seemed something mild that a lot of people struggled with but my situation I felt like was unique because one I didn't know anybody else with it and my symptoms seemed a bit mo- they seemed a bit more severe than the average person so basically there was a point in time where I could not even swallow my throat felt so swollen and I could not talk I would lose my voice and I literally remember having to lay, put my towel on my pillow and like fall asleep with my mouth open so I can drool because it was too painful to swallow and I would lose my voice. I had no idea what it was, but it was very painful. It was very uncomfortable. It definitely decreased my quality of life. And. I just had a lot going on. I thought I didn't have time to be sick. But I was also responsible for paying my way through school. So I would not have the money to go to a doctor. So I put it off. And I remember thinking this is either going to kill me or it's going to go away in two weeks. So I waited it out. And then it just kept getting worse. So I went to an ENT doctor, ears, nose, and throat, I believe and long story short that's when she told me I had acid reflux and she said you know it was so bad that they would probably have to do surgery on me to close some muscle or whatever up in my stomach and the first thing that came to my mind was who is paying for that who is paying for that because when I left that office first of all the bill was almost $500 just to see her for like five minutes just for her to diagnose me and tell me what it was it I had to pay $500 money that I had for my dorm so I had to figure that out afterwards but then that was the thing that really made me start to take my health seriously. It did not happen overnight. It did not happen in that moment because I was a college student on a college budget. So I did not, you know, I didn't go out and buy a bunch of new foods and throw away food. No, I still more or less went back to my same diet, but I really tried to cut out the list of things she told me to cut out and I tried to deal with everything else. The point of all of this was I was 20... 20 20 years old i think i was like 20 years old and they're telling me that i might have to do surgery because my diet and my lifestyle was trash like at 20 years old that scared the life out of me not even because of health but because of the expense honestly the first thing i thought about was who is paying for that who is paying for that? I might just have to choose death because who is paying for that? But I digress. The point is, when we are younger, we tend to take our health for granted. We, we are not mindful of the things we eat. We are not mindful of our lifestyles. And we think we can just do whatever because our bodies are young and strong enough to withstand whatever. That is not always the case. You cannot take your health for granted. And for the people who, like myself at one point, felt like it was just too expensive to start eating healthier. Let me tell you, after, you know, them doctor's visits, because I had to go back a few times, I can tell you it is a lot more expensive to be sick. You do not want to be unhealthy in the United States of America, child, have you? Let me tell you, if you think it's too expensive to eat healthy, I want. I, I, I don't want that for you, but wait till you see a medical bill in this country. When they give you that first medical bill, I promise you, you will start making some changes in your life because it scared the life out of me. I said, for what? $500 for what? I talked to you for five minutes, for five minutes. It is expensive to be sick in this country. You do not, you do not want to understand. Some of us know we've heard, but you do not want to understand what that means. Okay. It's a trade-off. You can either be short-sighted and choose to sacrifice the quality of what you put in, your body right now and then pay for it in the long run with these medical bills and when your health starts declining or you can be long-sighted you can choose to see the bigger picture think long term and make the investment up front in your health today in the foods you consume and in your lifestyle So that you can reap the benefits of having a better quality of life from being a healthy human being and probably never seeing a medical bill. Because I'm telling you, if you think it is expensive to eat healthy, wait till you see how expensive it is to be unhealthy. And not just with money with the quality of your life. I'm telling you, you're most likely taking the quality of your life for granted right now because everything is all peachy. You woke up today, you walked out of bed and you didn't think two things about it. You didn't think nothing about the fact that you could walk. You didn't think nothing about the fact that all four of your limbs are attached and they work. You didn't feel nothing about the fact that you were not in pain. You didn't feel nothing about the fact that you were not maybe extremely bloated or constipated or you didn't have a migraine or your teeth weren't falling out or so your skin wasn't breaking out or something like that. You didn't think nothing about the fact because you are so used to taking that for granted. You think that this is just normal. But I'm here to tell you that you have to be mindful of what you put in your body so that you can maintain that. Some of us on the verge of an illness, it's, it, it, it's, it's scary to say, I would never try to like speak that over anybody's life, but I'm telling you, you have to be mindful of the things you put in your body.
1: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success.
3: Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you.
0: My radical, I don't know if it's radical. I don't think it's radical. I think it's common sense, okay? I think it's just common sense. But I'm saying radical because it's so far from what the norm is here in America with like the medical field, right? Here in the medical world, you have a problem and they will prescribe a medication that you'll probably need two or three medications and antibiotics for. To just deal with the symptoms of that initial medication that they first prescribed. Here in America, they focus on treatment, not prevention. You need to start focusing on prevention. You need to start consuming foods that will prevent some of the things you are suffering. If you have a headache, instead of just taking an Advil or a Tylenol or something, why do you have that headache? ever since I started to be more intentional about the way I responded to what my body was trying to tell me, I have been significantly healthier and I felt a lot better because I, fortunately, I'm not somebody who gets headaches, right? Not even often, ever. I never get headaches or migraines or anything like that. So if I were to get a, a headache, the handful of times or even less than a handful of times that I have gotten a headache or a migraine in my life, I have never taken Advil or Tylenol. You know why? Because it is not normal for me to get a headache. It, that, that does not represent a healthy quality of life. That indicates that something is wrong. So rather than focusing on treating it and going about my day, I am going to try to think about what caused this in the first place so that I can prevent it in the future. So that way, the problem won't repeat itself. When you take things like Advil, um, 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 Tylenol and all that, and I'm not necessarily knocking the specific brand, I'm knocking the process. I'm knocking the process of focusing on treatment and completely ignoring prevention. When I had a headache or a migraine some years ago, The first thing I thought was, why do I have this headache? It is not common for me to have headaches. So why do I all of a sudden have a headache? And then I realized it's because I had not slept much in the past two days. If you look it up, headaches are a symptom of lack of sleep, of sleep deprivation, right? I knew it was because I wasn't getting enough sleep. So that's why I had the headaches. So rather than me take a Tylenol, I let that be a reminder that I need to get enough sleep. So you know what I did? I went to bed earlier the next day and I slept in, turned off my alarms because it was a weekend and I caught up on my sleep and I felt fine. I did not need to take an Advil. I needed to change the what caused that in the first place. And you can even go as far as saying, well, why are you not getting enough sleep? Are you overworking? Okay, if you are overworking, is there a way you can improve your efficiencies in whatever you are doing so that it requires less time for you so that you can sleep more? You see what I'm saying? Sleep is not something you should compromise on. I know there's a lot of people who think that you should sacrifice your sleep and get like two hours of sleep to work for the things you want and grind and go hard. Let me tell you something. You can only get so far with you can only get so far when you choose to when you choose to intentionally sacrifice your health for material things. Because you can run on 3-4 hours of sleep for the next few months and maybe you'll make a lot of money, but what happens when your health suffers as a result because your immune system is now compromised? And you get something that lands you in the hospital. I promise you, even with all the money you may have acquired with all of that grinding, you will not be thinking about that money when you end up in a hospital. Your health will be your first priority. So do not wait to end up in a hospital to now think, oh, I need to take better care of myself. Start doing it right now. Instead of always running to treatments, and I am not knocking treatments. I am not knocking the medical field. Some people have illnesses where they need medical attention. I am not telling anybody don't take their medication, don't take medication, nothing like that. I'm just saying instead of completely ignoring what caused this in the first place and just focusing on treatment, you need to you need you need to take a step back and consider why you ended up there in the first place. You need to find the root cause and eliminate it or find a remedy for it so that you can prevent this from happening again in the future you can't just you can't just take a pill or take a treatment take something and completely not and just completely ignore why you got there in the first place that does not make any sense to me that has never made sense to me I have seen people who have high cholesterol high blood pressure and all of these things eating steak dinners on the weekends every weekend celebrating every time you celebrate you eating steak and then you posting your high blood medication on on instagram you posting the fact that you hooked up to ivs or you're clearly in a hospital or a medical room Because of your high blood pressure or your diabetes or something, you know, posting that stuff on Instagram so people can ask you what's wrong. And then this weekend, you'll be back out eating the same stuff that landed you in the hospital. How does that make sense? How does that make sense? I'm not saying you can't enjoy your life, but if there is something you are doing that is contributing to the decline of your health, you cannot keep doing that and then run to medication and run to pills to solve the problem when you are making decisions every single day that lead to more of the same thing that is compromising your health. That is my quote-unquote radical belief regarding this. It does not make sense. Why did you get there in the first place? What is the root cause of this illness? What is the root cause of your headaches, of your bloating, of your this your that i remember somebody i'm not going to say any names i'm not going to say any names but somebody that i knew i remember at one point this person was telling me now i'm not the type of person that's a big tmi you can pretty much come you can you can pretty much talk to me about anything i don't get grossed out i don't tmi almost does not exist with me okay So I remember I was talking to this person that I knew well at the time and they were telling me how they were so constipated and all of this extra stuff and they don't know the last time they had a bowel movement and this person went to the doctor and the doctor gave them some medication for IBS or something and she was convinced she had IBS or whatever and I the first thing I asked her was, have you been drinking water? And she was like, no, not really. I ran out a few days ago and I just haven't drank any. So you are essentially dehydrated at this point, right? You don't know, you haven't had water in the past few days, right? You haven't had water nor fiber in the past few days. And now you are constipated and you think you needed to go to a doctor for that now i am no medical professional i you know maybe there could have been other things that you know at you know i i understand that there are missing pieces here i'm not trying to say that i'm qualified to fill those missing pieces but i'm just saying anybody who 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 is a critical thinker would think to ask these questions Have you been consuming water? Have you been consuming fiber? The answer is no. You needed to go to a doctor to get medication. And you know what's funny? She started taking the medication and it like, it did not really help. So then I told her, why don't you go buy some water and start drinking some water? Why don't you like, why don't you start taking some water, start eating some foods with fiber? She did that. Lo and behold, her problem was solved lo and behold her problem was solved she was like i just feel so much better now no shit like you see what i'm saying i'm not knock well it sounds like you know you know what i am knocking it i am knocking it in a sense because it just does not make sense to me when you have certain problems that are not normal You cannot just say, or you know what, let me not say you cannot. I am not trying to be a medical professional. This is not medical advice. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just telling you to use your critical thinking skills. That's all. If you suddenly come across a problem that is not life-threatening, right? Life-threatening, you should always see a medical professional. But if you have a minor health problem that is not life-threatening, I'm just saying, think about what could have caused the problem before you think it's the end of the world and you need 12 medications to help you. Any single time, every single time I have ever had any type of complication, I always look to what what is different or wrong about my diet and my lifestyle. And every single time, almost every single time, I could pinpoint exactly what changed or what I was doing wrong that would have led to that. And again, in a situation where I could not swallow the acid reflux, that was that, that was like seriously compromising my health and my quality of life. So I had to seek a medical professional. I am not saying I don't believe in them. I'm not saying they are bad. I'm saying if you need it, absolutely seek it. But for certain things, let's like be so for real right now. Be so for real. If you have not had a bowel movement in a few days, if you are not regular, I'm pretty sure it does not take a it does not take a rocket scientist to tell you that if you look at your fiber and your water intake, you might find a problem there. That is all I'm saying. If you know you have not been getting the recommended seven, eight, nine hours of sleep every single day, and you have headaches, you feel tired, you feel fatigued, you feel such and such, whatever other symptoms there are of sleep deprivation, like you don't need a rocket scientist to tell you that you need to get more sleep. You don't need to take sleeping pills. You don't need to take headache medication all of that yeah it helps i mean these things have their own issues their own um, side effects and whatnot which is why i don't take them i'm not telling you how to live your life i'm just saying i don't personally do it but it does not take a rocket scientist to tell you that if you look at your diet and your lifestyle you will find most of the causes most of the culprits for whatever health decline you are experiencing and yes sometimes it does require a medical professional to help you but i'm saying Don't just think, don't just think about treatment. You have to also focus on prevention. You have to find the root cause. If you know, if if you go get your physical and they do all those blood tests on you and they're like, oh, your blood sugar is very high or whatever, you need to watch your sugar intake. I do not want to see you posting some damn Rice Krispies on your Instagram story or some sugar and whatnot or whatnot because Valentine's Day is coming up. I do not want to see you posting no damn chocolate on social media if you know your blood sugar is high. Like, take yourself seriously. Cut the sugar out for a period of time to at least give yourself to try to regulate your blood sugar, you know? Like, yes, there's a bunch of other medical stuff involved here, but... If you are consuming foods that directly have a negative impact on your health, on health issues that you know you have, that is what I am talking about. I am calling you out. You need to take accountability. You need to watch what you put in your body. This whole best version of yourself thing is not just about your mindset. It's not just about boundaries. It's not just about discipline on your habits and routines. Your diet is also very important. Why are you complaining on the internet about bloating and this and that and you know every single thing you consume leads to bloating? Take yourself seriously. That that does not make sense. That does not make sense. You cannot choose to consume those foods that directly have those impacts on your body and then complain when you see the consequences of your decisions manifest in your physical body. I am not trying to body shame anybody about anything. All I'm saying is your health should be your number one priority. If not number one, It should be up there in your priorities because you cannot just completely neglect the vessel that you are expecting to take you through all of these walks of life in good health. You cannot neglect it. That is something that you have to actively work towards. You cannot just put nonsense in your body all the time. You cannot just consume gallons of alcohol every weekend and then be so surprised when you start seeing the effects on your body. You cannot keep doing that. You cannot keep doing that. I'm not here to tell you to cut anything out completely. I'm saying if you have a, a if you know you are not ready to cut anything out or whatever, do it in moderation. Or at least pick up some things that will help remedy that start taking some supplements some magnesium supplements some sea moss gel some burdock root some prebiotics some probiotics some fiber start drinking mineralized water like if you know there are areas of your diet where it's hard for you to give up this thing that is not good for you then start adding stuff to your diet that will help like offset that don't just think oh this is hard and then stop there no add something if, if it's hard for you to take away something add something that will balance the scale right so for me personally cheese is something that is very hard for me to give up I do not eat it very often I will tell you all about what I've been doing because I think it will be helpful but if Cheese is in front of me, and it's on something that I want to eat. I will eat the cheese, right? And then also, like seafood. I have tried to be vegan. We're not even going to talk about that, but I cannot give up salmon, salmon and shrimp, lobster, seafood, seafood. Please, I, 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 I don't see a, a, a a vision of me in the future where I don't eat seafood yet. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I'm just saying today. As of today, I cannot see it yet. So with me trying to cut out all of these extra stuff, I cut out red meat and all of that. The seafood is hard. The cheese is hard. Some other things, it's like here and there, I'll indulge. What I do is I make sure I take supplements like my sea moss gel. I just got a burdock root infused sea moss gel. I take iron um, supplements. I take plant-based Protein powders for the protein that I may be foregoing because of all of the meats and stuff that I gave up. And I try to substitute to add good things back in my diet, especially on days when I have cravings and I feel like eating cupcakes with the cream cheese filling. Mind your business. Especially on days when I feel like eating these kind of things, I try to make tea with some sea moss gel. Like if I, if I, if I, fall short in one area, I try to make up for it in another, right? So it's not just completely poisoning myself all day. You see what I mean? You have to go easy on yourself. This stuff is not easy. I'm not telling anybody to be a vegan overnight. That that did not work for me. I don't know who that has worked for. Not anybody I know. Some foods are just too good to give up. Some foods, it's like You cannot just quit it cold turkey. You have to find a good alternative, a healthier alternative before you just start cutting things out because when you have those withdrawals and you will have those withdrawals, you will need something to turn to. And if you do not have a healthy substitute, you will go back to the unhealthy food. But yeah, back to the body shaming thing. I just want to point out that I have... I... Okay. (laughs) People, Some people are not going to like what I'm about to say because I'm skinny and when you're skinny you're not really allowed to have feelings or defend yourself or speak out against any jokes that you may get for being skinny because your body type was once the ideal quote unquote body type so you're not allowed to have any feelings because people don't apparently tease you and some people envy your body type and envy the fact that you have a problem gaining weight versus losing weight when most people have a problem losing weight versus gaining weight so there is an expectation that skinny and petite people are just supposed to shut up and take whatever insults that come our way etc because we have the problem that most people would prefer etc cetera, etc cetera. so a lot of people are not going to be happy with what i'm about to say but i'm going to say it anyway because my feelings are valid but growing up especially in primary school I was always made fun of for being skinny so I because I did not grow up in America where there was the whole Victoria's Secret runway models and all of these type of things where skinny used to be in Things are different back home in the Caribbean. You need to have size, okay? You need to have size. You need to be filled in the right places. Being skinny is not something that you are worshipped for or glorified for back home. So I did not receive that type of treatment, okay? Instead, people made fun of me for it. People used to just walk up to me and like grab my arms and like make like, like, make their fingers touch around my arms, I can't, I'm trying to explain it, but I don't know if it will make sense, but trying to like touch the tip of their fingers with my arms in between to see how much space there is, just as a joke to see how skinny my arms are, people would do that to me all the time, people would make fun of me in primary school all the time about how skinny I was, because skinny was nothing to idolize where I come from, right? And because of that, I used to be very insecure about the fact that I was skinny. And also, I was also underweight. Now, I know a lot of people struggle with being overweight and obese. Like, obesity is a thing in America. Everywhere, but especially America, right? The statistics don't lie. Okay, this is based on statistics. Obesity is a big problem in America. So... Most people focus on obesity, but being underweight is also unhealthy. So when I was underweight, I did not look at myself and say, "Oh, I'm skinny. Most people think I'm fit." They some people will ask me if I'm a model, if I'm a supermodel, stuff like that. I didn't look at some of those compliments or assumptions about myself and say, "Oh, this is fine." When I was actually underweight, which also has health implications, because I prioritize my health, I said I need to start eating more and eating healthy foods and increase my calorie intake because being underweight is also being unhealthy. Health should always be the number one priority. Number one is subjective, right? I just mean it should be a priority. Health should always be a priority in your life, regardless of what your physical appearance looks like. Health should always be a priority because whether you are underweight or overweight, these things will have implications on your health and compromise your quality of life and nobody wants that. It's not about what your body looks like. You need to make sure that regardless of how you look, you are healthy, okay? You need to take care of yourself and take care of your body. You need to watch what you put in your body. Watch the things you consume and that also includes that also includes drugs and alcohol. You need to be very mindful of what you put in your body because it will have an implication on your health. You cannot continue to be ignorant and destroy the vessel that you need to get you through everyday life. You need to start prioritizing your health. It is too expensive to be unhealthy. It is too expensive. Now let's get practical for a second, right? Let me tell you what I've been doing. I already told y'all number one, instead of just Cutting things out of your diet completely that you know you eat and love, you need to find healthier substitutes or alternatives, either of the same thing or something completely different if it's not good, so that when you have those withdrawals, when you have those cravings, you have something else to turn to. For example, I used to drink milk. Um, I don't, well, I don't drink dairy milk, I drink nut milk, mainly almond milk or. Oat milk or coconut milk, but we all know there's a bunch of different brands of almond milk, for example. But if you look at the ingredients, some of them have all of these gums and preservatives and all of this extra stuff that is not necessarily healthy. So I substituted my almond milk for the Malk brand, which I can only find at Whole Foods, and there's also the Three Trees, which I'm going to try next. But Basically, these milks only have, like, the almond, the milk, and water and stuff like that. Like, it's only three ingredients. It cuts out the extra stuff, right? So, for me, I have upgraded the quality of the things that I normally eat. And I've also found substitutes for the things that I want to eat, but it's not necessarily healthy. So things like my milk I've gotten healthier brands of milk of protein powder of uh, probiotics like I used to eat yogurt I think or drink kombucha with probiotics kombucha is good but kombucha has a lot of sugar in it so I got like a mix that is geared towards gut health it's just a powder and I put it in my smoothies and stuff like that um And in terms of completely cutting stuff out, I cut out red meat a long time ago. I cut out red meat around the time where I had the acid reflux complications. So that was back in junior year. I started reducing it little by little. And here's the thing, to cut it out, you have to find a substitute. So instead of eating red meats, I initially replaced that with chicken and shrimp or like seafood basically. So when I wanted something, if it was red meat, if I went to a restaurant instead of getting steak or lambs or lamb chops, not that I would get lamb chops, but like steak, if I wanted steak or something, I would just get the salmon, right? If I go to a restaurant and there's a salmon on the menu, there's a salmon entree and there's a bunch of other stuff that has red meat or chicken. I will always get the salmon. Because I chose to cut out the meat, so I substituted with seafood. But ever since I started reducing meat and cutting out meat, I could honestly tell you, ever since junior year, so that was probably like 2017 or 18 ish. To now, 2023, I've probably had red meat about three times. In all of those years, I probably had it like three times. And the third time, I think I just had a bite of some lamb chops. I just tried it. But I cut out some stuff and I substituted with something else. Now, the something else might not be necessarily healthier because I've been hearing some stuff about salmon. I'm not in a place where I'm ready to give it up yet, so mind your business, but I went for the, what I thought was the more healthier version, right, so it's like, if you eat five different things that are unhealthy, if you eat, like, all the meat and seafood and chicken and all of this kind of stuff and you want to cut it out, I'm not recommending it. Obviously, health-wise, it is recommended. I cannot, you know speak to things that i cannot relate to because i still eat seafood and chicken every now and then very rarely but every now and then i may i don't you know every now and then so but what i'm saying is if you eat all of them and you are working to cut it out maybe take out one at a time and eat more of the other and then until you're down to one or two and then you can like go into things like chickpeas or like the vegan chicken and all of that kind of stuff if you are working towards being vegan. I'm not trying to talk about the exact foods too much but more so the strategies that I've been using. So that's number one, substitute for healthier versions of what you already um, use. Number two, cut things out but find healthy alternatives. For when those cravings come back so you can have something else to go to instead of just suffering that does not always work and number three add in supplements and stuff to get nutrients that you probably are lacking because it's not a part of your diet so with me i have added um cmos gel i buy these mixes from yoursuper.com they just have like mixes for different things. That's why I got my plant protein from um, and my gut health probiotics. It's literally powders and you can just add them into your smoothies, your oatmeal, your overnight oats, your chia seed puddings. Whatever mixes you have, you can add them into that or just drink it with water. So adding those supplements, I've added those, I've added sea moss, I've added iron supplements, burdock root. Um, I got some droppers from Whole Foods like the oregano oil, black seed oil. So I I have those supplements that I can add into things like teas or smoothies, etc. for whatever nutrients I'm not getting if my diet is lacking, right? Another thing that has helped me is cutting out almost all the frozen foods. Yes, I know, I know, I know. But they have a lot of stuff that you probably shouldn't eat, right? Yes, I know, I know. The convenience, RIP to the convenience. Because I used to eat them frozen fries and pizzas and chicken nuggets in college all the time. I know how convenient it is. I would literally just put some fries and chicken nuggets in a tray and put it in the oven and that was my dinner. Very convenient, but very unhealthy. So I stopped eating frozen foods every now and then I'm not going to lie to you I do not buy every now and then I might buy a frozen pizza um that's only on extremely lazy days Trader Joe's stopped selling the pizza that I used to buy so obviously there's nothing for me to buy now but I cut out the frozen foods, the convenience foods, and most of the stuff I eat is, like, fresh. So fresh fruits and vegetables, most of the stuff I eat, most of the stuff I cook is fresh, right? So that's number four. The last thing that has helped me, and this is one of the most important things, I give myself grace. Give yourself grace. When I try to follow a rigid diet, there are so many diets out there, the fad diets. There's keto, um, um, vegan, vegetarian, pescatarian, alkaline, alkaline, vegan, um, paleo. It's too much. It is entirely too much. When I have tried to follow either one of the above and that one only, I failed miserably. I'd, I just... It, it did not work. It did not work for me. Let me tell you what worked for me. What worked for me and what I do now is I aim to have at least 80%. 80 to 90% of everything I consume has to be healthy. And the other 10 to 20% Mind your business. That is my philosophy. So when I say healthy, I mean getting those supplements that I talked to you about, consuming those healthier substitutes of the things I already eat, like the almond milk, right? The healthier versions with less preservatives, less gums. Um, Cutting out the red meat and all of that stuff. So I don't consume any of that, I try to do like an alkaline diet. I try to eat foods that are more alkaline. Most of the stuff I eat is fresh fruits and vegetables and the seafood here and there. But, you know, I try to get in my fiber, my fresh fruits, my vegetables, blah, da, 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 No f- um, frozen fruits, no processed foods, none of that. I make sure that 80% of what I eat is healthy. Whatever, my rule also is whatever I bring into my home, whatever I buy from the grocery store to cook and prepare, to meal prep, etc., have as snacks, has to be healthy. It has to be healthy. And then whatever I buy when I'm out, like if I go out to eat, if I go to an event or something, I can eat whatever I want. But whatever I bring into my home has to be healthy. That's how I find the balance. Now, I'm home most of the time, so it works out for me that way. You can alternate that. You can alter it to what fits you and your lifestyle. But that is the rule I have with myself. If I bring it into my home, if I go to the grocery store, whatever I pick up, it has to be healthy. But when I decide to go out and eat, I can eat whatever I want. That 80-20 well, I won't say 80-20 because that's another principle, but and it, I don't think that principle would apply here. I, it should not apply here, if you understand. If you know, you know. But I just try to make sure that 80% of what I eat is healthy and the other 20% I give myself grace. Because I know I'm not perfect, and when I used to be hard on myself trying to force myself to stick to one diet, force myself to be vegan, child, it wasn't working. It wasn't working, and I gave up, and I went back to the same nonsense. But what I try to do is give myself grace 20% of the time, but majority of the time, I have to do better. I have to do the research. I have to like actually educate myself on certain foods and what's healthy and what should I be taking in i even made what i call a health set binder the term health set comes from the book the 5 a.m club so if you read it you would understand but i made myself a health set binder where i made a list of the supplements and all the stuff that i take and i just put like a sentence next to it saying what part of my health does it um support like immune health gut health healthy skin digestion whatever just as a reminder because sometimes I buy these supplements and stuff and I forget why I am taking it so if I forget or if I feel like I have a certain problem or whatever I can just look at my list and I can find something and go buy it for whatever problem that I have and my health set binder has the supplements and their uses I have recipes for Like alkaline vegan recipes for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Stuff that's practical to me. Because there's a lot of recipes that I'm simply just not going to do. Like those 15, 50-step recipes where you have to make your own sauces, do all that. Let me just tell you right now, I am not doing all that. I am not doing all of that. Give me something quick and easy. If I have to stay there over the stove and tend to something, it's not, it's, it's not getting done. I do not like cooking like that. I just like to eat. I like to make the cooking process as painless as possible, okay? So i I took out some... I printed out some recipes that were realistic for me and my level of laziness when it comes to cooking. But they're healthy, right? So I made a whole folder with that to help me when I forget or when I don't know what to eat. But that is my thing. That is the most important thing that has helped me. 80% of what I eat has to be healthy, has to be fresh produce, has to be the supplements, the nutrients that I need. And the 20% is nobody's business, okay? That's where the salmon and the seafood comes in that's where the once in a while chicken comes in that's where the if I want to eat some tacos or a burrito or a quesadilla because I love Mexican food so that's where if I'm if I have those cravings and I want to go out to eat and I want to have this that and third that's where that comes in that's where if I go to a steakhouse and the steak is really good and I want to try steak even though I don't typically eat red meat like I said I've probably I've had it like three times in the past five six years but if I randomly decide to have it tomorrow for whatever reason it it falls in the 20 percent but that would be the that would be the first time I'm having it for the year for the past three years you see what I'm saying give yourself grace because we are not perfect when you start beating yourself up over the things that you eat You will feel like a failure and you will just be like, oh, this is not going to work. And you will give up and go back to poisoning yourself. So give yourself some grace to have your cheat days. But make sure majority of what you eat is healthy. Okay, you need to be mindful of what you put in your body. And one more thing, one more thing, one more thing about your physical fitness. Right. I am. Nobody to talk about this right now, um, but I'm going to talk about it anyway. So when I had all of these body goals and I said, you know, I want to go to the gym, I want to work out, you know, get a natural BBL and all this extra stuff, I had zero motivation to get out of bed. None. When it was like all about vanity, I it did not work. It did not last. Maybe I did a thirty-day squat challenge for like ten days. Mind your business. Um, you know, so maybe I maybe I did it for like ten days out of thirty days, but I did not keep going after that, and I did nothing after that. I never made it to a gym. The gym intimidates me. I feel like I'll be one of those people who might accidentally kill myself with one of the um, pieces of equipment, or I'll end up on social media because somebody will laugh at me struggling because that's what y'all do in the gym but so the gym intimidates me so I never made it there but when my intention to work out and be fit was pure vanity it was because of a desired physical appearance zero motivation to do anything because when you do that it's like when you finally find the strength and the willpower to make it to day one it's like okay cool but like after day one or like after a week of doing it more or less consistently and you don't see results it's like why don't I look like what I need to look like you know like I see people posting all of these body transformations on TikTok but it's like this was me before and then the after looks absolutely amazing and they're like 13 months later, sweetheart. I'm sorry, but I need this overnight. I need this type of results within 24 hours. I need like priority express shipping. I need this immediately. That was my mindset around that. So it was like when I had when I when I tried to do it for vanity purposes, for a dream body, I got discouraged and I wasn't consistent because I did not see the results overnight. However, When I shifted my perspective and and said, I want to prioritize my health because I'm too young for my knees to be cracking, right? I'm too young to be aching. I'm too young to be sore. When I started saying, you know what, this is, I want to be the type of person that exercises and moves my body. That's all I said. That's all I started saying. I want to move my body. I didn't say how. I just said, I want to move my body. When I started saying that and I focused on my health versus a desired body, I finally started moving my body. Finally. Not in a gym. Mind your business. Not in the gym. But I go for walks. I go for walks in nature. I go very often. I go every week. Um it, it rained. It rained last week, so I didn't go. But mind your business. But yeah, so I started going for walks. It's like part of my weekly routine now. It like it's a part of me now because I've been doing it for a while. But and the thing is, I went from doing absolutely no physical activity whatsoever to walking about four miles a week. And it's great, like walking is so relaxing. I get to clear my mind. I get to either walk with my thoughts or walk with no thoughts. And I just feel so refreshed afterwards. I don't even realize that I'm walking four miles. Because I have my Apple Watch, so it tells me. But I don't even realize I'm walking four miles. It's just so relaxing. But it's not, like, it's not something that's going to make me wake up looking like fit or whatever. But I'm moving my body. I'm active. I'm not just a couch potato. I don't just walk to the fridge and back. You see what I'm saying? When I started, when I started making this about my health and prioritizing my health, that's when I finally got up. Now, the dream body might motivate some people. It motivates a lot of people. I'm just, I'm just not one of those people because it's like, ultimately, what it came down to, I realized, I just, I don't hate my body. I don't hate my body. Like I have a dream body, but I love my body. I, I don't hate my body. So me saying I want to work out to look a certain way is not going to motivate me because I don't hate my body. Everybody's reason might be different, but sometimes just saying you want a nice body, whatever that looks like to you, that might not be enough to motivate you. But when you get your first medical bill, it that, that just might be what you need. That just might be what you need. I'm telling you. When I made it about my health, when I made it about just being the type of person who moves, being the type of person who's active, not being a heavy breather if I'm walking up a flight of stairs, that's when I finally got up. And then I just started walking. And the thing is, walking, I mean, it's not going to do any type of, you know, like, depending on what your goals are, like, it probably won't do a lot for you in terms of shaping your body in any particular way but walking is very therapeutic and because I started enjoying walking it helped me keep the habit because I started listening to affirmations on my walk and making it enjoyable it made me keep the habit and now I have the habit of moving my body so now I can build on something else I'm starting Pilates this month pray for me Pray for me because I thought it was just, you know, a little bit of woosah. I saw a TikTok about some type of core workouts on the reformer. I am very nervous. I am very nervous, but I have developed the habit and the mindset of being the type of person who moves my body. So now I'm adding to it. But all of this happens when I started focusing on my health, prioritizing my health, and just being the type of person who is active I don't have to be a hiker. I don't have to climb Mount Everest. I'm not about to be in the bushes. I'm, some people love hiking. I love that for you. That's great. Me, personally, I like flat land. I like flat land. I like peace, okay? I will not be out there in the bushes. I will not be climbing. I am fine on flat ground, okay? I am content where the ground is leveled. I don't. Need, I do not need to be doing all of that. But, like, <sighs> just... Think about it in terms of just being the type of person who moves their body. You don't have to have a specific way in mind. I didn't. Find something easy to help you get into the habit of moving your body and becoming somebody that is active. You can start with walking. It doesn't have to be four miles. I'm just the type of person who thinks in my head all the time. So by the time I get through an entire scene, an entire movie, an entire conversation, an entire manuscript in my mind, I look at my watch and it's been four miles. That's just me. You can, you, you can walk for 30 minutes. You can go to a park near you. You can go in your apartment complex, your neighborhood, walk to the grocery store, walk somewhere. You can start with walking. You can start with hiking. You can start with a, a, a class like Pilates or yoga or cycling because there's an instructor. The reason why I'm studying Pilates is because I want to focus on toning my body and I also need the accountability of a group and an instructor because I have tried stretching and yoga in my apartment and when they say rest for three seconds, my rest turns into the rest of the day because I have had enough. I've had enough, I'm done, I'm done. And there's nobody there to hold me accountable because you can, like those instructors, you can talk to the screen and be like, oh, come on, just one more. But guess what? When I turn the TV off, I can't hear you. That's the end of that conversation. You see what I mean? I know myself, so I need the accountability of being in a class full of people and having an instructor because now there is pressure. Now when if they say three-second break, I have no choice but to keep going because there's a whole class and I can't be the one who's struggling the most, you know? Because part of me is competitive. I feel like there's more accountability with a class and an instructor So that's why I'm going that route, because I have seen that I will just turn the TV off if this workout gets too intense for me. I know myself. You have to know yourself and figure out something that will work for you, okay? So I will stop there because I realize that this is a long episode, Um, and I tried to make them shorter, but I feel like you needed this lecture. You needed this lecture. A lot of people come on here and talk about mindset and, you know, and all this extra stuff, including myself. And all that is important. I'm just saying we also need to take care of our physical bodies. We also need to take care of the vessel that we rely on to take us through life. We also need to make sure that we have a good quality of life while we are here doing what we were meant to do. Stop neglecting yourself. Stop neglecting yourself. Most of, if not every single one, of the problems in your life can be traced back to your diet and your lifestyle. If you have an issue, if your health is being compromised in a way you don't like, I suggest you look in these two areas. I am not a medical professional, but all I'm saying is if you had an issue and you've been taking medication for a long time and nothing has been happening, I'm just saying maybe maybe explore the root cause maybe explore the root cause i'm not saying get off your medication i'm just saying let's all let's let's stop only focusing on treatment and let's explore why we have this problem to begin with and make some changes there and then just see what happens it has always worked for me in mild health complications and situations non-life-threatening situations it has always helped for me. I always looked to my diet and my lifestyle, and I could tell. I could tell why my skin is breaking out because I've been eating dairy. In college, my skin looks like trash. I had all of that bumps on. I, all, I had all of those bumps on my fa- my forehead, um, the textured skin that you see so many videos on. People trying to get rid of this. How I got rid of this. How I got rid of that. And they had all those bumps. I was there. I had textured skin. I had a bunch of bumps all on my forehead. I used to get blackheads. I used to get whiteheads, but I also used to eat eggs every morning. I had a spinach omelet every morning, and I thought I was doing something because I was putting spinach in it. But I had a spinach cheese omelet every morning in college. One day I stopped eating the spin. One day I stopped making the omelets. The textured skin went away. To this day, to this day, years later. I do not eat eggs. I do not eat eggs at all. If I eat, and I love a good salmon avocado toast with a fried egg on top. But when I put that egg on top, my skin looks like it. I do not get pimples. like Unless it's hormonal, I do not get um, pimples and blackheads and all of that stuff unless I eat dairy. I have noticed that if I eat, if I eat eggs, if I make omelets, if I put a fried egg on anything, if I eat anything, or if I drink milk, if I get a Starbucks drink that has milk, my skin will reflect it. Once I cut it out, my skin is clear. Some of y'all, your skin problems is a topical product is not going to fix it. A topical product is not going to fix it because your skin is breaking out and you think a new moisturizer and a new face wash is going to solve it and you are completely neglecting what you are putting in your body. You're not considering that at all. I'm not saying this is automatically going to work for everybody, but I've been there in college. I tried all of the skincare routines and you know, all that stuff was trending on YouTube this skincare, that skincare, I tried all of the products. I tried the black soap. I tried the witch hazel. I tried the, the, the vegan skincare. I tried all of the popular products that they mentioned. My skin looked like trash. I went back to the products that I used before and I cut out the dairy and my skin is clear. People compliment me on my skin so much. Oh my God, your skin is so gorgeous. Oh my God, your skin glows. What's your skincare routine? No dairy. That is my skincare routine, no dairy, because you will see a difference like night and day. Within 24 to 48 hours, you will see a difference in my skin if I consume dairy. But I was fooling myself and spent all this money thinking it was my skincare products that needed to change when my diet was trash. I'm just saying, a lot of your problems if you look at your diet and your lifestyle, the answer is there. It is there. If you're not sure, just test it out. Test it out for a week and see the difference. Dairy and sugar. I don't eat junk food for this reason. I don't like every now and then I might get, you know, the cream cheese cupcakes from Publix. Like I said, mind your business. Because every now and then it's maybe like once or twice a year. So mind your business. But Every now and then, that will be like the only junk food I will eat. Outside of that, I do not eat sweets. I do not eat snacks unless I go see my sisters because they have all of these snacks in their house. But when I eat that stuff, it shows up on my face. My skin starts breaking out when I eat a bunch of sugar, like snacks, sugar, and dairy. It will show up on my face. The moment I cut it out, Within two to three days, my skin will clear up. So do with that information what you will. But if you are experiencing some minor health conditions, complications, just just experiment. Do some research and just cut out some of the foods that might be contributing to these problems. And add in some of the foods that will fix it. Just try it for a week. Just, just try it for a week. The foods, the supplements, whatever it is. Just look up, like if, you, if it's your skin, look up what foods lead to problematic skin. And then look up what foods lead to healthy skin. Cut out cut out the first, add more of the latter. Just experiment for a week and tell me what the results are. Just try it. Just try it and let me know what happens. I'm telling you, I have been doing this for years. If it's a mild issue, I'm not going to just be like, oh, well, you know, it's hormonal oh my gosh you know it's just it's just normal to have this you know every now and then people just have this problem and this is normal it's very normal to be having these issues oh you have a headache oh that's fine just take an Advil. or you are bloating that's fine just take this no look at your diet and look at your lifestyle if there are things that need to be cut out cut them out if there are things you can add naturally for like food supplements for these um, issues that you are having just add them in and see what happens i've been doing this for years it has worked every single time it will force you to look at your lifestyle because sometimes it's not just your diet sometimes the reason your diet is what it is is because of your lifestyle like with me i wasn't sleeping and i was getting headaches in college I even got blurred vision and fatigue at one point because of sleep deprivation. And it was because I was doing the absolute most. I, I just told you all about it. So now I have to make a decision about my lifestyle because it's very stressful and it's causing me to consume a lot of fast food because it's convenient and it's unhealthy. And now my health is declining, right? So it's not just a simple substitute food here and there you have to also look at your lifestyle and it will cause you to ask some very difficult questions and make some very difficult decisions and probably even sacrifices if you are spreading yourself too thin but i've been doing this for years it works okay stop only looking at treatments and start focusing on prevention start finding the root cause and address it let 2023 be the year you prioritize your health or whenever you're listening start doing it today I release these episodes on Sunday if you listen on Sunday and you have your grocery shopping to go do do some research and get get some different things and leave some things off your list it's time to start taking your health seriously start it's time to start taking care of your body It's not just your mind, your boundaries, your mental health, your emotional stability. It's not just about therapy too. Take care of your body. Be mindful of the things you put in your body. Stop destroying the vessel and expecting it to work flawlessly, okay? That is all I have to say this week. I will talk to you next Sunday. Guess what? I'm giving away the self-reflection journal for free. All you have to do is sign up for my email list at secludedthoughts.com newsletter and I will send it over to you. But that's not all. I told y'all before that I'm looking for ways to create a community for us so we can talk more than just once a week every Sunday. So that's what the email list is for. I will share personal behind the scenes of my life as I become the best version of myself. And I will also send you exclusive tips and advice to help you do the same. And you will also be the first to know of any surprises and announcements that I have coming up for the show. And in case you don't know, the Self-Reflection Journal has over 60 journaling prompts for self-reflection and self-discovery that will help you learn more about your fears, the impact of your childhood, your limiting beliefs your values, what's important to you, what areas of your life need improving, and so much more. So once again, if you are interested, go to secludedthoughts.com slash newsletter. I will also leave the link in the description. Now back to the episode.